This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. This is a podcast about reckoning, recovery, and redemption. So good evening. This is episode number 24, Ball Don't Lie. And I am pretty excited to talk about this one, and I'm hoping it'll be a short and sweet podcast, but that it'll have some deep meaning for my good listeners out there and the folks who, um, you know, are walking this path with us. I think that everybody's encountered some of the concepts that I'm going to talk about this evening. Um, but before we begin, allow me to address some of the more formal side of the house, so to speak. First, this is not an AA meeting. It is not uh, approved literature, nor is it meant to stand in place of an AA meeting. Rather, what I hope is that you'll look at this as um, a placeholder sometimes uh, in your recovery, something you can listen to when you're alone or when you just want a little bit of a lift in your program, maybe a, a compliment to it. And of course, if you are somewhere where you can't get help or a meeting, um, maybe this will be something that can tide you over until then. Number two, I'm not a mental health professional, and nothing that I say on this podcast should be taken as gospel in terms of addiction, substance abuse, recovery. Uh, I mean, I I feel like I know a fair amount about recovery (laughs) and the program, but you know, all, all I can say is my first name and my last initial, and, uh, and you know, that's about it. So, you know, please, um, if you're hurting, if you're suffering, even if you're not hurting or suffering, by all means, you know, I think having some sort of a counselor, a therapist, a guru, uh, a mentor, uh, a village, whatever, you know, like, you, you got to have somebody at your six. And, you know, for me, I've been able to build essentially at just the world's greatest board of directors for the personal, the person and the mental, uh, wreck that is Gregory. And, um, it's been awesome. And one of the people, probably the chairman of that board is, is my therapist and she is unbelievable. And I trust her with everything and, um, and I believe in her. So I encourage everyone to have some sort of mental health program and not to be shy about it, and don't don't worry about the stigma or anything. That's a bunch of BS. I mean, the 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 amount it's it's just like the stigma of going in the rooms, you know. Oh my God, I didn't know you were an alcoholic. Well, you know, I'm sober, and I'm making a pr- a plan to make my life better. And uh, it's you know we can talk about that in future programs, but uh, future episodes. But um, number three, um, I will. Not now, nor will I ever accept any kind of remuneration for this uh, podcast. I do hope to make this podcast a bigger part of my life and my program and to expand, you know, with the website that I've got going that is still not really a website. But if you need to contact me, please feel free to contact me on Instagram, which is at Extravagant Promises Podcast. You can DM me if that is your your jam. Uh or you can send me an email at gregoryb at extravagantpromisespodcast.com. I promise you I will respond. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I will respond to emails and DMs that are, you know, appropriate, obviously. I, it seems like whenever somebody follows me or something, of course, I've got to get, you know, like what seem to be, you know, this plethora of Russian hookers or um, recovery, commercial-based recovery programs that are like, hey, you know, call us if you want help, you know, and um, and that's not, I'm not... I'm not knocking either of those. If that, again, if that's your brand of vodka or your jam, you know, Russian hookers or, you know, uh, for-profit rehab centers, you know, cool. Um, I'll right on, but, uh, not comparing the two, of course, just saying, um, probably have more experience with Russian hookers than I do with, uh, commercial, you know, ventures, um, trying to, try to separate recovering addicts and, and alcoholics from their money. But, um, but that's a past life, obviously, and I won't go into that now. That's long behind me. Anyway, so the fourth uh, point is that anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And what I mean by that is obviously that's straight out of the big book and how it works. But, um, you know, uh, it's important that my anonymity be preserved, your anonymity be preserved, that we always uh, treat each other's confidences and privacy as sacred. Um, that I just ask, please don't try to out me. Please don't try to dox me. I, I don't have anything really to hide. But at the same time, I'm just trying to be of service to humankind. Um, I do not make money on this. I do not ask for money on this. So, um, you know, I, this is... Truly, me just trying to be altruistic and serve my fellow sufferer. All right. With all that said and done, let's get on to Ball Don't Lie. So those of you who may be college or professional hoops fans may remember back in the early 90s, I believe it was the early 90s, uh, down the road a piece at a public university that bears this state's good name. Um, there was a phenomenal basketball star by the name of Rashid Wallace. <clears throat> and Mr. Wallace not only was uh, a talented athlete and an incredible player for this local public university, um, but he went on to, I think, some great success in the NBA. I don't follow the NBA. I really don't care about it at all. But... Um, I also understand that he, he evoked a certain amount or, or, or developed a certain amount of notoriety regarding the being the recipient or the, uh, I guess, a recipient of a fair amount of technical fouls in his career and maybe even set a record. And it almost became kind of like a, like, I don't know if it was a joke or if it was just, you know, among the sports writers and things, but that Rashid would get technicals called on him and one of the things that he started getting technical fouls called on him about was you know if there was if there was a foul called on him let's say that that uh he went up to block a shot or something and somebody called a foul a referee you know there's there's like a playground kind of wisdom there's there's a, a street ball or the the you know kind of kind of a or more like a karma you know really it's 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 the idea is that karma there's karma and there's and there's life and there's the universe and there is the god of our understanding 
meeting out justice and ar and the arbiter of all that is true. And in professional basketball and maybe on the streets, maybe maybe in gyms, maybe in college, the notion is that the ball itself has this almost sacred slash holy power and justice that it that is dispensed. And that is embodied in the notion of the ball don't lie, or, or just better, ball don't lie. And Rashid Wallace would say this when somebody was, a foul was called and he disagreed with it. And, you know, in the NBA, you're not allowed to argue with the, with the refs. And, um, and so you can't be like, well, that was a BS call, you know, screw you or anything. You're going to get tossed. But anyway, so Rashid would stand there next to the ref. And as the guy shot the foul and missed, he would say, Ball don't lie, meaning you made a mistake, and and the ball has 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 atoned, or the you know the ball has 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 meted out justice and atoned for that for that mistake. So ball don't lie, and it's actually just this incredible poetry and symmetry to it. Is it ball don't lie? And so so what 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 does ball don't lie mean, and why do I am I making that? the subject of a recovery podcast episode. Well, I'll tell you. Well, ball don't lie means, you know, karma, car, the universe does not lie. Nature does not lie. You know, remember that old, uh, the, the margarine commercial? They used to be like, you can't fool Mother Nature, you know. You can't fool Mother Nature. And um, and the ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. You know, it, 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 it the, and, and so there's, we can, we can turn back to some Shakespeare here if we want and, and, and look no further than your very first chip or certainly your first one year chip that you picked up at your meetings. Uh, I got a few of them in there. Not, not, I don't have a few one year chips, but I got a few chips for anniversaries. And, um, and I remember, you know, that first, that one year chip and it says to thine own self be true. You know that's 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 very poetic. You, you hear it mostly in the rooms now. You don't hear it as much out, outside of the rooms, or at least I don't. But you hear it all the time. To thine own self be true. You go into most rooms for an AA meeting, and maybe it's like this for NA or Al-Anon. I don't know. I've never been to an NA or an Al-Anon meeting. But you go in there, and they got those plaques that they set up on the wall that say like "Think, Think, Think," and they're I think the "Think, Think" thing one is turned upside down usually as kind of a you know another karmic joke um uh you know we're not a glum lot and the one that says easy does it let go let god you know all great stuff you know and i'll tell you what, let me let me segue for a moment here my grandfather used to say those phrases to me and i was a kid i didn't know what he was talking about i just thought he was busting my ass because i was a i thought i honestly i took it personally i thought he thought i was a shitty kid he was a great grandfather a great person as a grandfather and a great a, a, a very good grandfather. Um, but I really thought, I mean, he doesn't like me or he thinks I'm a dipshit or something, you know, and, and he'd say, he'd he'd say, Gregory, think, you know, think, 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 you know, slow down, you know, all this stuff, take easy does it, you know, and I was always running hither and yon. But anyway, I didn't realize until he was, he had passed on that he was in the program and, uh, you know, I saw one of his chips. I found it was like a five-year chip or something, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, anyway, so what does it say? It says, to thine own self be true. Well, where does that come from? Well, it comes from Hamlet, the great Shakespeare, Act 1, Scene 3, Lines 78 through 82, where Polonius is speaking the words uh, as a token of advice to his son, 
Laertes at the time of his departure to Paris. And he says, this above all to thine own self be true. And it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Farewell, my blessing season, this in thee. And so I think there's a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, it's sort of like Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss and everybody, do that and so be true. You know, of course, modern, you know, especially, you know, we're going to, we're going to take it and be like, oh, it means do what I want to do. And it's not, it's to thine own self be true. You know, there's some interpretation there, um, you know, and I would certainly welcome any of my literary scholars out there, Shakespeare uh, um, students, uh, please email me, DM me, whatever your thoughts on this. But, you know, as I understand it, there are kind of two, two meanings here. To thine own self, you know, this, this above all things, to thine own self be true. It does mean it's, it's, it's about, it's about um, walking, it's about owning your, your authenticity, your genuine best self, you know, like who you are. You know, I can, you can also put it not, not like ball don't lie, but like fly your freak flag. You need to fly your flag, you know, and fly it high, fly it proud, fly it loud, you know, and, and, um, to thine own self be true. It's just so, you know, you know, when you're not being true and it's about honesty and integrity, but it's also about another thing is, which, which I've read an interpretation of this is that it was actually about, you know, um, Putting yourself first, um, you know that that you needed to to thine own self be true. You know, and the idea of the true is is that is um, you can't you would then not lie to another man or woman. You know, you would not do wrong by another person when you do right by yourself. You know, when you do right by you, when you take care of yourself first. You know, walk your side of the street, clean your side of the street, take your inventory. Then, you know, you don't need to do wrong by somebody else. You know, it's hard enough to sweep your side of the street. You don't need to clean somebody else's. And then all of a sudden you realize, well, maybe by cleaning my own side, the other side doesn't seem so dirty anymore. So to thine own self be true. And I think about that because I think of like, ball don't lie. And I think about, you know, your gut. You know, they say, trust your gut. To thine own self be true. Trust your gut. Ball don't lie. Meaning like, you, you know, there's nature, there's, there's right and there's wrong and there's your compass. And yes, some of us are so broken and so bent that we absolutely have no, we have a compass, but it has no azimuth. It has no, no needle. It's just, you know, spinning or it, it's broken and you have no idea because things have happened. But, but really, that is a rare case. On the whole, we all have a moral compass. We all have, a, have character. We all know what's right or wrong. We all know the truth. And, and your higher power is standing right in front of you with the obvious truth to almost anything. Almost any question can be answered. Just ask your higher power and just be as honest as you can and you know the absolute truth. You know to thine own self be true. And so that's what I mean by ball don't lie, meaning, meaning nature, your higher power does not lie. God doesn't lie. Nature doesn't lie. You know, animals don't lie. 
animals animals are taking care of themselves first and then and then like you know and then and then taking care of you you know and you think about ball don't lie the ball meets out justice the ball does not lie but the ball is taking care of itself but the ball is being true to itself it's about truth see those inter interconnected concepts i mean i i think i might be the first person who's ever taken you know, the Bill W. and the Big Book and Rashid Wallace, R.W., Rashid W., and, and mingled them together, mixed them together, and come up with recovery parables and paradigms uh, based on ball don't lie. But it is true. Ball don't lie. All right, so what's the next, the, you know, um, so why am I talking about ball don't lie? Well, obviously, I think that's something to impart upon, you know, my listeners and myself is that ball don't lie in the nature of, you know, it's like you can't fool Mother Nature. You know, you can't fool your higher power. Your higher power doesn't lie. God don't make junk, you know, that kind of thing. But here's what happened recently today. Um, I had a call. I was leaving my, my meeting, my noon meeting, and I was feeling good about myself. It was a good meeting, and I had a really good share that meant a lot to me. It was very honest and um, heartfelt about some things that I've shared on this podcast about my daughter you know, kind of calling me out, being dishonest. And I saw a phone number on my phone that had called, and it didn't, you know, it's been so long since I spoke with this person, I didn't recognize it, and I'd wiped their contacts out of my phone, and I just called back. And as soon as I heard the person's voice, I thought, all right, this guy's calling me to, he, you know, sell me something, or he wants to repair our relationship because, you know, he screwed me or whatever it is, you know, and, and, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not, that's, that's off, that's, that's awfully, that's awfully, uh, judgmental of me. And that's awful, awfully non unserene of me. Um, and so we talked, you know, and, and, and I asked him about a person. I'll tell you about this person. This is a person who came to work for me many years ago, you know, over a decade ago. And I really felt like I treated this guy really, really well. And I, I was not a good leader or a good businessman because I, I treated my employees like friends and family. And like, you can't treat your kids like they're friends. You got to be their dad. You, you got to be dad and you got to make good decisions and you got to show, you know, you can't be doing bad things or acting like an idiot and thinking we're all best friends and let's, you're not going to party with your 12 year old or something like that. But that's, you know, that's the kind of thing is, you know, I was, I, I just wasn't holding myself out. I wasn't, you know, like I say, to have self-esteem, you got to do esteemable things. I wasn't doing esteemable things. You know, but this guy, you know, I, I really felt like we were, we were brothers, you know, and we were, we were friends and, um, and, but I also felt like I'm a bad, I'm a bad leader. I should be better. You know, this kind of thing. Well, this guy had a lot of power over my family and me and my business, a lot of financial control over things. And, um, and it turns out, you know, he's a pretty bad guy. Um, very, I mean, not a single woman ever worked for us who didn't later express feeling very, they, they, I think the thing was, was he was about as creepy a person as they'd ever met, which I, I didn't really see till later, but he was, he was very, he, he turned very, real sour and surly. And, and, and then when I was trying to take control of my own business that I own a hundred percent of, you know, 
Um, and I was going to go meet with our accountants alone because I just wanted to talk to them about my life and how it was falling apart. This before I got sober. And this guy really started to get real squirrely about me meeting with the accountants without him and me not being there and want, you know, I mean, squirrely to the point of like calling me up and I don't understand this and, you know, all these things. And, and, and I said, look, you know, I'm entitled to meet with my own accountant. I own the firm. You know, I own the business. I own this venture. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And this guy, you know, was just very aggressive and, and he said, it's insulting, you know, all that, which is a red flag, ladies and gentlemen, if you run a business or you're in a relationship and somebody won't let you meet with your doctor or your accountant or your lawyer on your own. They have to be there or they want to manage the message or be in the room. I'm telling you what, watch out. So I said, I'm sorry, but this is a really personal thing. And he said, well, I can leave the room if it's going to get personal and come back in, you know, and all this. And I said, no, 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 this is a, a, this is a private meeting. And he quit and wrote me a scathing, very personal, uh, ugly letter about what a horrible human being I was and all these kind of things. And, and then of course, you know, it turns out he's left and, 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 the, and just the straits that my business was in at the time as a result of this guy was unbelievable. But of course, because I'm a damn, you know, you know, my, my, my mindset and my alcoholism and everything, like I think I'm, I, I believe all the bad things people say about me. You know, I wasn't the kind of guy who's like, that's bullshit, whatever. You know, I'm like, I, I must be a horrible person. This guy speaks truth and I'm, I'm, I'm so, so listen, like I'm not being true to myself, you know? Well, it turns out that one of my vendors in the community here actually hired this guy right around the time he was leaving. And this vendor really wanted to make it clear that, oh, we didn't, we didn't hire him right out from under you or whatever. And I was like, I, I do not care. But the fact that you're associated and this, you know, right around the time I got sober, I said, look, the fact that y'all are associated together, and I may not have even been sober at the time, but, the, you know, I said, the fact that y'all are associated, um, I don't, I don't want to do business with you. I'm not going to say anything more. I'm not going to disparage or blaspheme anybody, but your my business with you is over. You know, I'll talk to you in a couple years and we'll see how this goes. And um, and so it's interesting. You know, all these years later, and this person calls me and then he's on the phone. And I thought, so I had to say like, well, how's how's person X doing with you? You know, you know, and maybe there was a little bit of tone that I gave like, well, how's so and so? You know, given how you know I feel, and he says, well. You know, uh, uh, he doesn't work for me anymore. And we had a situation. And first thing I thought, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. <laughs> I was like, you damn right. Ball don't lie to thine own soul. You know, my gut, my compass told me this guy's a bad guy. There's something going on. You know, the women in my life who worked with me are you have their their barometers are going off. This guy, creepy person. My financial numbers are, you know, my 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 barometers going off. I was just at the time so shaken up by where I was in life. My marriage is falling apart. I'm having problems with my business. I just I don't have I don't have a friend out there. And this guy is screwing me over, um, putting me in jeopardy in a variety of you know financial ways. Um, but. 
I just thought he just sat there and just started telling me, I, you know, I told him to give me his keys and get out, you know, and starts telling me the story. And I said, and all I kept thinking was ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. You know? And, um, and it's, it's pretty amazing how that has happened with a number of people in my life where, you know, we left, we left under circumstances that made me feel very low about myself. Guys who quit, you know, real ugly when they quit or, you know, not doing the right, not, not good people, you know, not doing the right thing. But of course, rather than me being like, oh, they suck or whatever, I was just like, you know, what's wrong with me? The three people at the top of that list, you know, that, 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 that particular list where it's like, you know, and this person in, in particular, I, I, and I, I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen, I thought I saw him on the street a couple years ago and, and it flashed in my mind, like I might run him down if I, if I, you know, and I was just sitting at a stoplight and I thought, I'm just drive on by. I hope I never see that motherfucker again, you know, but I thought I would, I could run him down right now and it wouldn't matter. Fuck it. I don't care. That's how much I hated this person because of what he had done to me. And I thought, but you know, you're the, you're the dipshit, Gregory. You're the one who caused all this. You're, you're, read his letter. Apparently it's all your fault. And here it is now. This guy's like, oh yeah, completely like, you know, women are saying they're afraid to go to work because of this guy. Uh, he's doing this and that, and lack of integrity. And, I, and all I could think was, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. So, you know, I like to think of myself as an erudite guy, and I like to shake, quote Shakespeare and read Robert Penn Warren and, you know, Rudyard Kipling and all. But, you know, every once in a while you got to break it out and just ball don't lie. So that, that's, that was an interesting um, take. There are a couple other people like that that, that you know, they, they did you wrong, and you think, oh, you know, I'm the loser or I'm this whatever. And, and then they just shit the bed. And you go, you know, to thine own self be true. You know, you, you took care of yourself and look, you know, they're, they're kind of like the person who's like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And, and you're like, well, no, I didn't. And actually, you screwed up the same way again because, you know, I took care of myself. I took care of myself. And I think that that resonates. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, think about slippery places. Think about the people you're with. You know, you sit there and you think, you know, you you've got you've got a boyfriend who smacks you around, or a girlfriend who goes uh, emotional dysregulation and may smack you around also, and throwing things and all this. And you think, well, you know, it's me because I'm a loser. I'm I'm a I'm a bad guy. I deserve this. You know, I I, I, I this is what you know my lot in life. And then, and then, you know, you finally have the courage and the strength to say, no, no, out. And they go, well, yeah, I'm going to ruin your life and you're going to, you're, you're going to regret this. And then the next thing you know, they're beating up their next boyfriend or they're beat, get driving drunk and, you know, losing a job, whatever. And you go, mm, ball don't lie. The truth will out, which takes me to my next, my next Shakespeare quote. So love the Merchant of Venice. I've always loved that. And here it is in the Merchant of Venice. Lancelot Gobbo, Gobbo, Gobbo says, Nay, indeed, if you had your eyes, you might fail of the knowing me. And, you know, this is where his, his, his son is saying, he's like, do you not know me, Father? And he says, no. Nay, indeed, if you had your eyes, you might fail of, of, of the knowing me. It is a wise father that knows his own child. Think about what that means. 
Well, old man, I will tell you news of your son. Give me your blessing. Truth will come to light. Murder cannot be hid long. A man's son may, but at the length, truth will out. And you know, my father used to always say that. He would say, truth will out. And I, I at some point, figured out that it was Shakespeare. And like I said, a big fan of The Merchant of Venice and the quality of Mercy and Portia and all that. But, you know, truth will out. The truth will come out. It may take, you know, it may take minutes. It take, may, may take months. It may take millennia. But it will come out. It will absolutely come out. And this, this happened today, ladies and gentlemen, this thing with this guy where I was like, well, I'll be damned. You know, the leopard didn't change his spots after all. You know, the sun didn't rise in the west after all. You know, water, water didn't start, stop seeking its own level. You know, gravity didn't stop working or, <laughs> or have a gravitational pull. And you know what? Ball didn't lie. So keep that in mind, to thine own self be true. Truth will out. Ball don't lie. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. I'd like to say a prayer to close the evening, but you know what? All I'm going to say is, Ball don't lie. Good night.